Here's what I do yeah. know. If well, you want to stay on top you... of. I, I have no, I have something really good for you. <laughs> something very, very good for you here. I'm going to tee this up for you. Like I'm like, I'm throwing you a 30 mile an hour fastball. And that you're was going to already the best left. transition on the face of the earth. And then I got you chirping in my goddamn ear. Welcome back to The Walkthrough, the most underrated show in real estate, where each and every single week we bring on top industry professionals to educate and entertain, and we walk you through this week's trending topics in real estate. I am your co-host, Dan O'Neill. Thank you very, very much to everybody who has been liking, commenting, sharing, commenting on our clips on Instagram, on YouTube. We appreciate you very much. Today with me, as always, the guru, the big face guy, the guy that finally has a background. Who knew all he had to do was just flip his camera around. Uh, big face guy, beautiful tan, Mr. Eric Simon, a.k.a. The Broke Agent. How are you doing today, my friend? Fantastic. Years of creating content with the worst background of all time. All I had to do was flip the camera around, and my life has completely changed. So I'm in a fantastic mood. Ooh, today, if you are new to the show, we have my favorite my favorite, Miss Lindsay Bruhan from Fort Lauderdale. How you doing, Lindsay? You're coming to Bam Bash just for Bam Bash, correct? I am. I'm flying in for 24 hours. I'm going to spend more time on a flight than I'm actually going to spend at the party, but I'm excited. It's going to be great. I'm excited to be yeah. back. Let's go. We're going to have a great time. Today on this show, we are talking about a viral New York listing video. We're talking Twitter X and Elusk's genius brain, in my opinion. Threads, we love to debate with, uh, with Ed here on Threads today, online reviews, and much, much more. But everybody, please take one second here and throw us a like and a comment. Wish us the best of luck. And you know what? Wish us luck for Bam Bash. If you're not coming, what are you doing? Wish us the best of luck. Yeah, we're going to need it. We're going to need it. We're going to need an IV, and we're going to need a lot more. I didn't even need a helicopter to get me out of there. Let's go. I'm so excited for this. Elon Musk, the genius that he is, will be rebranding. Uh, Twitter, and he sets the stage for everything called X, Twitter X, right? To take off, as experts say. Eric, I'm going to tee off this to you because apparently I can't read, and you guys now have me nervous. Can you please explain what Elon is going to be doing here with Twitter X? I'm so excited because I love Twitter. I hate threads. Threads are a joke. I haven't opened it in six weeks, and I will debate you to the day that you die. Let's. Eric, can you tell us something? Threads has only been alive for, for three weeks, so it would have been impossible yeah. to open it six weeks ago. But yeah. yes, the, the company that he co-founded, I think, with PayPal was called X. So he's always had a dream, Elon, of naming one of his companies X. I think personally that this rebrand is one of the most psychotic things I've ever seen in my life. Twitter is one of the most recognizable brands in the world. Um, there's actual vernacular within the app. You could tweet something. You could retweet. Anything that has something sticky like that is incredible to actually have. Like Facebook, and you could say like Facebook me, but Instagram doesn't have it. Like that's how we talk about, like even when we're talking about threads, we talk about retweeting actual threads. So he's basically yeah. just poo-pooing this entire brand that is recognized by absolutely everybody. And then I associate I X with kind of weird internet, AI, porn, possibly like every, like yeah. the letter X just does not associate well with me when it comes to an actual social platform. So uh, I mean, Lindsay, now what, what is are your thoughts on this? I, I mean, it's called X. No, but I'm saying when you, like you send a tweet, like you're sending an X, like I don't want to send an I X. Guess. Guess. And, and, and he also, he also did this insane thing on Twitter where he said, I'm going to 
like tweet out the logos to me and I'm going to pick the best one. And he picked one of the worst X logos. There was a really cool one with the actual Twitter bird that turned into an X. So Lindsay, what do you think about this rebrand? I think you hit the nail on the head. There's no reason why, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like I understand now he's kind of maybe since, you know, we talked about how Fidelity is saying that, you know, it's worth now 15 billion when he paid 44 billion for it. So maybe he's getting desperate trying to like keep it cool. But I agree. Remember that movie like Project X? It was like a bunch of kids like in high school, like terrorizing Great the movie. house. Like, that's going to be Bam Bash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, I agree 100%. And I hadn't even thought about it that same way. But like you said, that's like changing the name of Facebook. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. You don't need to do it. And they, it. Did, they did that too, almost. I mean, they the meta know. rebrand, but they didn't yeah. completely change the name of Facebook. But yeah, I associate Project X, the movie Triple X mm-hmm. with Vin Diesel. Just anytime I think I of the letter X. X. Yeah, X. exactly. The X right. files. It's, it's nothing that associates with the social platform. For me, Twitter has never been more alive. And I think that it was a calculated risk because he want, wanted there to be free speech. And we're not getting political here. But there are a lot of uh, things that are happening right now within the government that are coming out that are saying Facebook and other platforms were actually suppressing uh, important information or they were pushing a certain agenda as opposed to another. The fact that we just had a congressional hearing yesterday on UFOs and Eric's going to laugh at me a million times, that's insane, right? You're laughing because you think that that's insane, but it is objective. And it's because Elon has now given us the platform to do that and to share these things. So, well, yes, I think he's taking an absolute bath. And I think the word X is the worst idea ever. I think Threads right now, I mean, this is our fourth week in a row talking about it. It feels to me like it is dying a slow and painful death. Lindsay, I don't know. Are are you on Threads? Have you messed with it yet? And then I want to get back into whether Ed thinks it's sustainable or not. Yeah, I spent like maybe like three or four threads. Um, It's it's one of those things that like if I have an awesome idea, I'm going to email it to everyone in my database or I'm gonna make some content out of it. To waste it on like a quick little tweet or not, whatever it is, a thread. You are so right, you hit the nail on the head too, Eric, when you said, what's the name of this? Is it a thread? I guess to waste it on a thread seems like a waste of a good idea. And then I also look back at my tweets from like 2010 and I'm like, oh my God, I need to just deactivate this whole Twitter account. Um, But the thing I could maybe, what Ed was saying, kind of like sparked um, something in me, in my brain to maybe like get to know your potential client through going through their threads or get to know someone maybe you're trying to recruit from going through their threads. It might be a good opportunity to get to know kind of who you're talking to. Um, but I'm, I'm in agreement. I think Eric, you're right. It's going down. Everyone was kind of jumping on it like house and it's like, uh, they're trying to make something happen. The average use time started, I think at like 21 to 26 minutes in the first week dropped Mm -hmm. to six minutes. And I think now it's either two or three minutes. I've looked at all of the, you know, popular real estate people and seen how much that they've been threading. And some people just Mm -hmm. haven't even posted in a day, a couple days, including myself. And it appears like engagement has fallen off a complete cliff and nobody wants to post when you're getting no engagement. Same thing with Instagram. The more engagement I get, the more unlikely to post because you're getting that uh, you're getting those dopamine hits. You're getting that rush of euphoria. It's exciting. At the beginning of threads, everybody was just brain dumping. They had so much to say. Now no one has anything to say. And it kind of feels like this weird wasteland of hustle culture, entrepreneurs, brand managers, and meme accounts who are just trying to like maintain a presence. So but listen, they, they've had a year, right? They've been come, they've been announcing this for a year, working on it for a year. And the fact that it came out the way that it did, where you can't search people, can't find topics, like it's just you're following random people. 
it gave you that dopamine hit of like having followers and and right. What, mm-hmm. like, what do you what do you talk about on there? It's kind of like I, I think I did it three times and then I just never wanted to do like I haven't mm-hmm. opened it in probably I can actually tell you how long probably two weeks. I love Twitter. I probably spend two hours a day on Twitter. I, I get my news. I get funny videos. I get golf tips. I get stuff about UFOs. I get real estate information. I can't find any of that on on Threads. Well, I'm Threads. Sorry, I'm listening. I'm, Yesterday, Threads just announced that now you could actually have two separate feeds where you have the follow feed as well. So it's not just like an algorithm that's feeding you content anymore. They are going to have a search feature. They are going to implement all these things that we want, plus the DM feature, I'm sure, very soon. It's just can they even sustain sustain attention long enough for real people to actually use it? But I agree with you, Ed. They, they do have to have some unique – they have to, some, have to have some unique value prop because Twitter does exist. So what can you do that's unique on Threads? besides just kind of repurpose other content. Cause I'm just seeing people putting their tweets on threads, which I was doing because not all of us have that much to say, right? We're not all professional writers that are just coming up with these like genius things to, to put on text, especially real estate agents. Like before it's just kind of, you don't want want me spraying shit on, on threads and and Twitter, you know, certainly not, certainly not. That would be, that would be a, a scary follow. But what these apps are trying to do, including X is create these super apps that are basically all encompassing where you have your financial system, you have your Twitter, you have your Instagram, you have your Facebook, and it's basically all one app. Think about what Instagram's doing. Now they have its Twitter. TikTok now has a text-based portion, right? Where you could just upload text. Um, X is trying to establish a photo sharing side. So I think it's important for agents to still kind of frequent all of these platforms because if you go all in on one and say Twitter X takes over, and you just went all in on Instagram, then you're kind of screwing yourself over. So I still think it's important for agents to have, you know, digital real estate on all these platforms to make sure that you're not going all in on one. I, I agree. Lindsay, I'm, I'm going to kick this to you. I, this is a genuine question here. Do you feel like there's too many, uh, too many things to be looking at, right? Whether it be Twitter and, and, and Instagram and threads and Facebook and LinkedIn and TikTok and YouTube shorts, right? Like, I kind of feel like you have to pick a few, right? Because if you do, if you have 10 of these that you're focusing on, you're not going to give it 100%. So Lindsay, like, what, what are your like go-to? It's exhausting, honestly, hearing you say that, Eric, being like, okay, we have to use all of them. It's like, okay, but this is a, a, a fraction of the pie of our business. And the people that are not yet getting like leads on social media for them to be like on all of these things as well. And like doing like the old school methods of prospecting that we all had to do when we got into the industry. I don't know how they're feeling right now because I no longer have to do that because of my Instagram presence. Um, And then I also find that like repurposing the same content across four different platforms is redundant for one. For two, it's like one platform likes you editing the videos inside of it. So it's kind of like you have to pick your platform that you foresee like is going to take you take you to the end. And I think just like devote time to that. And I mean, I also need a YouTube presence. It's just it's never ending. I think, you know, pick where you're very comfortable with and where you Mm -hmm. think it's going to take you somewhere and stick to that. I'm on Instagram. That's pretty much my jam right now. I, yeah, I don't know. One, sold by right. Lindsay, by the way, go follow her. I do think that you're right. Like I'm a full-time content creator now, basically. So I have mm-hmm. to be on all these platforms, real yes. estate agents that are doing deals that have families that are dealing with actual clients and escrows and problems. You can't be worried about, Oh, did I upload to threads five times a day? So totally yeah. agree with you on that point. I was just saying like, it can be risky if you go all in on one, 
because yes. you could get your account removed if you're not building an email list. I mean, we talk about this at nauseum on the walkthrough, yeah, yeah. but I think that's all right. So important. I wouldn't go all in on threads. That's I wouldn't go all in on <laughs> that. That would be the last platform I would go all in on. <laughs> well, right. as we wrap the segment up here, predictions from left to right, Lindsay, please go first. Your prediction on threads. Will this be around? I don't know one client that that's on there, but do you think this will stick around or do you think this will be something like a clubhouse or, or Eric, what was that app be real that you, that you hyped up in three days and it was gone. <laughs> Look, I just got my pulse. I got my pulse on what's going on. That's all. Go ahead. Lindsay. Okay. What's your prediction? Eric, Eric called it a wasteland and I couldn't, I, I can't agree more. It was like, it's so true. Anyone who like needs to get all their thoughts out is either doing so on Facebook or doing so on Twitter and threads was a nice little uh, veer in that direction. But I think it's going downhill. I need to get my thoughts out. I'll call my therapist. Right. Eric, what is your prediction? Right. What is your prediction on threads as a content creator, but also knowing uh, a ton of real estate agents and being involved in BAM and, and so on and so forth. Your prediction, prediction right now. My, my prediction is that it will still be relevant in the next three to four months just because Zuckerberg and Masiri and the Meta crew are so good at capturing attention. So I, I would say stick around on it just because when there's less noise on, the better. That means your stuff is actually going to show up. The more people that tune out, the more people are going to pay attention to your actual threads. Um, but yeah, like I said, it just it feels almost embarrassing to post on threads right now. You know what I mean? Like it feels like the only people there, including myself, are there just to be like, hey, I'm still here. Hey, I'm still here. I think it'll be around just because I do believe in the meta crew and they're so good at just evolving all these apps to get, to get attention. So if they come up with something unique, it'll be around. I'm not calling it dead yet. They screwed up massively with IGTV. No one wanted to consume long form on Instagram. They tried to basically be YouTube and they screwed up naming their entire company meta. During the yeah. you know 2020, the the craze of um, virtual reality that no one was actually participating in, they're like, we're going to get out in front of this and name it Meta. I think that was a disastrous move, and I think Threads mm -hmm. almost brought it back a little bit. The revenue shot up, and now I don't know what's going to happen. But you know what? Here, here's what I do know, Dan. Here's what I do yeah. know. If well, you want to stay on top you... of, I, I have no, I have something really good for you. Something very, very good for you here. I'm going to tee this up for you. Like I'm, like I'm throwing you a 30 mile an hour fastball. And that you're was going to already the best up. transition on the face of the earth. And then I got you chirping in my goddamn ear. That was the perfect transition into a Bamex. If that's what you're going to tee me up think, on, I already teed up myself on it. I think that uh, Instagram needs to figure out their engagement. I think they need to make it more clear what's going on with engagement. And in the comments, let us know if you're using threads, what you think of it, any strategies that are working. If you think it will survive, and Eric, you know what else what works for just a cup of coffee a month, buddy? You know what works, Eric? Yeah, I do know what works. And everybody here should know what's, what works at this point. And it is BAM X. This is how you stay on top of all this stuff. If you're watching this and you're feeling freaked out, like, oh, what the hell am I going to do? How do I stay on top of the Instagram algorithm? What do I post on Facebook? What do I post on YouTube? We have all that information for you in BAMX. This is our membership platform. It is literally 10 bucks a month. Use code walkthrough for 10% off. Mm -hmm. And you will get access to all of our courses, our live streams, yep. our masterminds, and our private community. You get direct access to myself, to Dan, to all the BAM crew. Where you could ask us questions on all this stuff. It's not just content. It's agent tactics. It is the best platform in the game. And also, by the way, we are hosting a BAM bash August 22nd at the Tom Ferry Summit. Lindsay's going to be there. 
Ed Stulak's going to be there. The Tom Ferry Summit yeah. is the best conference on the face of the planet. I'm going to get there tomorrow probably and just camp out for the next month. If you want to get $100 off of your ticket, use code PP. Let me start that over. You're going to use code yeah. P-R-B-A-M-S-S for $100 off at TomFerry.com forward slash SSB. That's code P-R-B-A-M-S-S for $100 off. There's a link down in the description. Join Bamax and see us in Dallas. Woo! Let's go, baby. Talk here. All right, let's go. All right, third topic. Topic number three. Topic number three. Marketing online reviews without being pushy. Ah, the world. By the way, I didn't write this. Ah, the world of online reviews, where the opinions of others can make or break a business. For real estate agents, positive online reviews can help you attract more clients and establish credibility in a competitive market. The problem is, when it comes to asking for reviews, many agents feel as, as pushy as. Dan O'Neill in this brilliant reel. We have a are we we have a reel. Are you are we posting that reel? Okay, right. moving on. <laughs> We're not posting the reel. We all know, know online re, uh, reviews are important, and Bright Local's consumer review survey shows just how much consumers rely on online reviews. I don't go anywhere without looking up their reviews for anything. If I'm getting a massage. If I'm going to a golf course, I'm going to dinner. Right. So it's the same thing with our industry. According to its survey, 98% of consumers read online reviews for local businesses. Not surprisingly, Google is the most trusted platform, review platform, with 87% turning to its reviews for business. In addition, 57% of consumers turn to Google specifically for reviews in the real estate industry. 57% go to Google for us. The biggest problems when asking for reviews, or, or maybe lack thereof, are lack of follow-up, with the consumer that you just sold to, being fear of being pushy, right? You don't want to ask them a hundred times. Neglecting different review platforms. Start working for that review on day one, right? So in the beginning of the transaction, maybe when you go under contract, when you get that accepted offer, make leaving reviews convenient and easy. So everybody's busy, right? Like don't send them a raven. Make give them the link. Do it at the closing. Do it in front of them. Tee it up for them. It takes two seconds. And timing is key. I always find that when somebody says, thank you, thank you, Eric, you're welcome. And if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Well, actually, here's a Google review right here. Would you mind just type one out for me quick, really quick? It works every time, all the time. And what about you? How do you go about it? Do you have an SOP for it? And what platforms are, like, do you get these reviews on? For me, my team, we have 286 five-star reviews on Zillow. I don't really think that people are going on Zillow, like our page anymore because of flex and right. They're just clicking away on a listing. You can't even find the page really. So we started really harping on Google, my business. And what I've been doing is one of these strategies is I've been reaching out to past clients and telling them that I'm in a competition to get to 500 Google reviews, five star. And so we got about a hundred in this past week. And what it has done is I've linked it to my website and we have gotten, I think it's plus 650% traffic in two days just by posting on Google My Business, getting those reviews, and we've generated 12 leads from it. So Lindsay, right. what, what, what are you getting reviews on, whether it be Facebook, Zillow, Google My Business? That traffic is huge. Um, lately, I've been on Google My Business and Zillow. I find that people don't want to leave like three, four, or five reviews. You know, it'd be nice in a perfect world to throw them on Facebook as well. Um, but Zillow's a beast. We all know that. So I always have my clients review me on Zillow, even though I'm not like I'm not paying to be on Zillow or anything. Um, and Google My Business, of course. And um, what I my new SOP lately has been 
um, an email that has two clicks inside of it very easily. They can click both of them and inside the body of the email has some example reviews because like, I don't want just like, Hey, she helped us, you know, buy and sell. It has like my best reviews I've ever had, you know, where it's like kind of outlines the entire pro process of what we went through to sort mm -hmm. of, um, give them an example of what I'm looking for. Um, and also lately I've been having, um, another member of my team kind of reaching out to the people I'm asking reviews for and asking how, how it was, because I find that it's not always how the deal was, but how you handled any sort of hiccups. So when they reach out and ask kind of a third party, like, how was your experience? If it's anything that's not amazing, then we can, you know, go forward with making it right. I think it's about making it right. So I yeah. love Ed's take on the quick, you know, the ZR and the GR. I'm going to incorporate that in my text shortcuts because I'm constantly just like looking for that link. Um, mm -hmm. But that's sort of my SOP. And I've been realizing more and more how important those reviews are, especially with my transition into a new market. So my laziness yep. has gotten the best of me. So I'm working on that. Lindsay, do you, need, do, you do anything to post these reviews? I, I know a lot of agents kind of just screenshot the reviews and post it to Instagram, which some people will say it's cringe. I think it's effective um, mm -hmm. to see what people are saying about them. Maybe like a slideshow of six or seven, not just one, and talking about the mm -hmm. entire process of each transaction. But what do you guys do to actually share these reviews with people? Because I think that's just an even better way than asking people for business is showing what other people mm -hmm. have said. I think it's important. I, I teach this in my social media courses and to anyone in my group or anyone I'm talking to really that people don't want to see your reviews all over your page. And I shouldn't even have to say this, but I feel like I do because I go to some people's real estate uh, profiles on Instagram and it feels like someone's trying to sell me something. Like I feel like someone's like gonna, you know, try and get me to do something. Right. And instead, if you kind of have a virtual assistant, my virtual assistant makes it aesthetically pleasing, takes the review, bumps it up a star. I'm just kidding. Um, but it makes it like aesthetically you get a six star review. Right. Yeah, exactly. She like adds a little bit in there. I'm just kidding. But what she does is she puts it in the same sort of format that I can put on my story and add to a highlight. At this point, you guys, our, our profiles should be entertaining, educating, inspiring. Our reviews should just be maybe a highlight reel so that they can see. No one's going to sit through and read through them all. But if you click a highlight reel and you see a ton of them, you know, you kind of get the gist that this person knows what they're talking about. So a few things that actionable items for agents though to do is ask for it when you get that accepted offer because it is a high. Ask for it when you are at the inspection and you're just sitting there doing nothing for two and a half hours. Ask for it when you're at the final walkthrough or when you go to the closing table and you bring them a nice bottle of Camus and you take a picture and the whole nine, ask for it there because typically they're sitting there waiting for the wire to come in or they're waiting for the deal to get funded. Those are all really great ways. And if they're also like, other, if they're business people, trade reviews, right? Trade reviews. What I've been doing is I've been making it a point to go back to my past clients that I actually didn't get reviews from and just, you know, 10, 10 a day, calling them and asking them saying, hey, we're really trying to do this. We're trying to set a record in a competition. And through that, I was actually able to generate six listings this week from just calling to ask them to do a Google review. So it's a great touch. It's a great touch. Remind them how awesome the experience was. Yeah. I like the competition it's, 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 approach too. The competition yeah. approach is, is so much better instead of just saying like, Hey, like, can you please give me a review? It's, Hey, I'm competing with other people. It, it makes it fun. It makes them feel like they're yes. a part of it. Smart. Yes. And they love you. They like you. They want to refer you and you generate business from it. So those are a couple of actionable items right there on how to get some reviews. Don't be pushy. Um, and just make sure that you're, you're actually doing these things, right? Like you don't realize how important these reviews actually are 
when someone Googles you, you want to be shown in the best light. And if I were you, I would get that one-star review the hell off your page. But fortunately, you get enough business elsewhere that it doesn't matter. Anyway, yes. Eric, what do you think that agents, like for sharing the uh, review, last point here, do you think that maybe sharing the story of the transaction and then ending it with like maybe a carousel of sharing the story of the transaction and ending it with the review is a good way of, of, of putting it out there? Yes. Okay. That's all. That's yeah. That's all I got on that. Yes. Okay. okay. Sure. I, I think right. I think that's definitely a good way. I think what we're doing for reviews for either Bamax or Coffee and Contracts is just doing organic Facebook comments. So we're not really asking for reviews yet. I think we want to start okay. doing that. But if someone just says in the comments like, "Oh, we're getting so much value out of that," which they are, and you should use code Walkthrough for ten percent off and become a member of this incredible community, there's a link down in the description. It is. How do you spell that? How do you spell uh, that? W a l k t h r u walk through. Um, it, it's the best to just show what people are organically saying. And I like the screenshots of actual Facebook posts or Instagram posts or DMs that you're getting. And so it's not like a curated review section necessarily, because it just looks so much more right. organic. Or when I, when I go on like the coffee and contracts page, for example, and I see people saying, oh, this has been so incredible. It's helped my marketing so much. I'm now getting more engagement and more listings. Like that's what makes you want to actually purchase the product. It's not necessarily looking at the product itself. So Reviews yeah. are extremely underrated for any sort of landing page or business. Yes. Uh, I think I'm going to start getting into reviews. Like I want to start writing them. Last night I had the worst Mexican food in my entire life. Uh, I, and I really want to, I want to leave a Yelp review. I've never done it before. Maybe yeah, I my I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a freeing feeling to do. I've, I've done, I did it in Thailand when we went to uh, yes. a horrific restaurant there. <laughs> but do you use but, your name uh, or do you have like a, like another account? Cause I don't want them to know that it's me. You know, I use my name. Okay. Yeah. Shit. It's not bad. All right. I mean, I mean, you don't want to like destroy the business. Like the only time you leave yeah. a review after a restaurant, I feel like either it's the most incredible experience or the worst experience of your life. Like there are that bad of experiences that drive you to that point where you actually have to say, you know what? I am going to leave a review because other people have to know how horrific yeah. and disgusting this was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, let us know if you have any SOPs or how, actually, you know what, you know what I really want to know is where everybody's focusing on getting reviews because it always changes. I'm sure when we go to summit in a couple of weeks, we're going to hear about Google, my business, we're going to hear about Facebook, Zillow. I'm sure there's going to be something else now, like go to chat GPT. I, you know, two, two, five, four, six. That's where we need to be getting reviews. There's always going to be something that's changing. So let us know where you are spending your time and focusing on getting reviews and how you get them. Um, and Eric, do we have topic number four in marketing of the week? We don't have a marketing of the week, but what we do have is one more invitation to the BAM Summit. Come party with us August 22nd. Join us at TF. Use code PRBAMSS for $100 off your Tom Ferry ticket. We're going to see you there. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Follow Lindsay at Sold by Lindsay. Yes. Follow Ed Stulak. Is it just at Ed Stulak? Or is there an underscore there? I think it's just at Ed Stulak, right? Go follow Ed. You can see more of his predictions go to dead. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for coming. We'll see you at the Bam Bash. Let's go.